she's taking us around Australia and we are going to find some adventurous things to do. And as well as that, we'll take a look at Queensland. And uh, Queensland's a good area, a good state to travel around by train. We'll look at some of the wonderful things we can do there. Sally Lucas is with us to talk travel today on 2NURFM. We're going to have some interesting little adventures, aren't we, Sal? We are, Jane, and I think it's great when I keep seeing all these new itineraries coming out every week in our country that's letting us learn more and more about our own, either Indigenous, our wildlife, flora, fauna, etc., etc., our beauty. And there's a couple here I just thought I'd mention. One is a top-end bird and wildlife photographic safari, particularly if you're interested in in photography as well as wildlife, of course. Now, this is in October this year. It's a nine-day escorted small group and it starts in Darwin. So, I mean, if you're on a driving holiday or if you want to fly, whatever, you you commence there and you go on the tour. Of course, Darwin in itself is is very interesting as well, but it's not just about Darwin, of course. You go to the Adelaide River and the Mary River regions, uh, pre-dawn, you know, bird and sunrise photography at Fog Dam. They have a a two-and-a-half-hour private photographic cruise on the Mary River wetlands. You have all sorts of specialist guides with you and you're going to see things like kingfishers, all sorts of water birds, raptors, crocodiles, etc. And you stay overnight at the Mary River Wilderness Retreat, which is a lovely retreat, which I'm going to enjoy in about a week and a half. Woohoo! I'll better tell you all about it in person. Um, and, and of course, you're going into Kakadu National Park, of course, and you're doing all sorts of uh, photographic walks through different areas there as well. South Alligator Floodplain, and you get to see all sorts of things like magpie, geese, waders, uh, finches, and, and of course, you have the lovely sunsets up there, so you get some fabulous photos at sunset. It's going into Pine Creek and Nipmaluk National Park, so you're heading down that way as well towards the Catherine area, and that's where the um, the Gouldian Finch photography uh, pre-dawn. You sit there and just wait to have breakfast with the bush birds uh, around Edith Falls, and obviously you get the chance to have a lovely swim in Edith Falls as well, which is beautiful. So yeah, that's a fabulous itinerary. I think if you are really interested in doing that sort of thing, there's another one in Hobart going right away the other side of our country or down south and it's a search for the southern lights it's a seven-day escorted small group tour in september and of course you do get to see the southern lights down there which people forget about we've got the northern lights but we have beautiful southern lights as well so and you're going to things like the lovely uh, mona museum of old and new art is included in this going to hobart's oldest vineyard marilla which makes a beautiful red wine might i say and there's a lovely restaurant there as well um you're going into the huon valley uh Castro Channel overlooking there, etc. So it's a lovely little itinerary there to do that. And then you also can do an extension into Cradle Mountain National Park and the Maracoupa Caves and on to Launceston. So that's um, in October, this, uh, sorry, in September this year. And the other one, as I said, the wildlife going north was in October. And there's an even, a, this was quite interesting, Jane. I was reading a little bit of history here that the first land based exploration of the Kimberley was done in 1837 to early 1830. By a Sir George Grey, who was a young British Army lieutenant, and he led the first land-based exploration of the Kimberley in northwestern Australia. So he was, it was originally approved by the British government to travel overland more than 3,000 kilometres from the Kimberley to the Swan River colony, but they only managed to penetrate about 50 kilometres from their landing. In the end, harsh terrain, extreme heat, torrential rain, etc., and conflicts with the uh, local Aboriginal people forced them to abandon the expedition. But if it hadn't been for that 
the start of that discovery, they said a lot of the Aboriginal rock art sites and landmarks might not have ever been found. So it left, led the path for future exploration. So that's really interesting, isn't it? It's also a good question. Uh, you choose the right time to go to these places. Exactly <laughs> right, Jane. Exactly. You don't go there in summer, do you? On <laughs> <laughs> 2 RFM, we're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I. And Sally, it's always nice to think about somewhere warm when we're in the grip of winter. We're heading north. Yes, yes. This is another nice uh, itinerary, I think. It's heading out from Darwin uh, to Timber Creek and on to Kununurra, which is delving into that wonderful, iconic Kimberley region of Western Australia. Um, they actually take you out by light aircraft to visit and stay at Purnalulu, which is obviously the bungles. And then you return to Kununurra and you do another scenic flight and tour of the Kimberley, taking in such icons as the Mitchell Falls, etc. So you have five nights in Western Australia. Then you go back into Northern Territory to Catherine and on to Jabiru to do Kakadu National Park and you have three days in that area and also they take you on a flight to Nullumbi or Iakala as it's called which is in the incredible Arnhem Land and then return to Darwin after having six nights in those two amazing UNESCO parks and then you head out to the Tiwi Islands for two nights before coming back to Darwin so if you really want to immerse yourself in that wonderful part of the Northern Territory and the culture I think that would be a very interesting itinerary and they've got departures August, September this year, April, May June next year if you're interested and now Jane I thought we'd head to Queensland and you know why I'm heading there tell me because of the discovery of Australotitan cooperensis <laughs> or cooper as he's known for short the new giant sauropod we only just heard about in the last week even though he was originally found about 2005 and on a property by the owners this wonderful fossilized bone which took them ages to to very carefully extricate it from the ground by digging around it with bobcats and goodness knows what and of course he is considered to be a couple of stories high they think now and um, you know a football field or a basket that's not a football field long but he's considered one of the biggest sauropods or which is a vegetarian based dinosaur that we found so isn't that amazing so you can head to Queensland now and have a look at the, part of him and uh, yes at, at Eramanga which is where they have this wonderful museum and also all around that area of Winton, etc., Longreach, Boulia. You know, you can do some wonderful things. And, of course, there's lots of interesting rail journeys you can do in and around Queensland. They have lots of lovely trains, which we have talked about in the past, Jane, because I think, you, did you do the, the Gulf Savannah? Yes, indeed. It was wonderful. Yeah, and that does, like, Normanton and uh, Croydon, Corumba, etc., Savannah you get country. To see the Gulf. Mm. Yeah. So that's really interesting journeys you can do. I mean, you can just do the actual journey, but what they've also done now, they've put some packages together. So you're not just on the train doing the journey, you're getting off and you've got accommodation, you've got your sightseeing and, you know, you're doing cruises on gorges or you're going to, you know, different scenic spots all along the way. There's a whole range of some wonderful itineraries here being put together to do this. Um, and as I said, you, Georgetown, Andara, of course, where the famous lava tubes are, um, and you're going to down to a gorge called Cobalt Gorge, the Burke and Wills Junction, etc. Um, so that's just the Gulf and Savannah itineraries. And then there's lots of other outback rail itineraries you can do on the spirit of the outback as well, which um, also travels from Brisbane up through Maryborough, Bundaberg, onto Rockhampton and across, of course, to Longreach and Winton. And again, they've put packages together with that, so where you're doing all your off-road experiences and your accommodation. So, look, there's, there's honestly, we've got so much choice at the moment for some wonderful itineraries that you can follow, um, not just within Queensland, but I just happen to be mentioning 
watching the Queensland ones today. And even just looking at this brochure, you know, I'm inspired myself. I just think, you know, it'd be just wonderful to get out and do some of these wonderful things. Because what's happening at Boulia? There's something, there's a festival or something, is there? They up have there? camel races. Camel races, that's right. A friend of ours is going up there to, to do it. It must be soon, is it, I think? I think it's in, yeah, in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. so. Sort of certainly within the next couple. Yeah. So, the, and then you've got the Inlander as well, which is another rail journey you can go through to, to Mount Isa on and do the Lawn Hill Gorge experience, etc. So, you're spoiled for choice, really, as to all the different rail journeys you can actually do now. And I think it's great yes. to see that that's happening because I love travelling by train Traveling personally. Travelling by train is great fun. And interestingly, in pre COVID times, there would be lots of train buffs from overseas coming and taking up places on the train. But now it's just all we for can us. Have them. It's just all for us. And also, Jay, just thought I'd mention just a little cute thing that they just had a competition re- recently in Tassie, which I voted on, and they asked you to vote for what you thought was the, the best little tourist town in Tassie with a population of under 5,000. So um, I voted for Stanley and it won. Oh, and you um, all it, you're doing where the nut is of course as it's called which is that famous uh, walk you can do to the nut or you can take a, a gondola up but it's a gorgeous little town and it's um, there was a movie film there the lighthouse keeper I think mm. um, but the town itself is just so quaint and so beautiful little shops and there's interesting B&Bs you can stay at all the pubs really interesting to stay at the hotel there and uh, St Helens came in second Yes. And Richmond came in third. With its wonderful bridge. Yes, with oh, its wonderful bridge and so history good. there. Some beautiful towns in Tassie. Though. On your station to a new RFM, travel is the subject. Time to take a look at uh, the travel marketplace and what's hot. Sally, what have you got for us today? Okay, Jane, this is just a few little itineraries that have got one and two and three like last-minute vacancies if people are still hoping to get away shortly in the next couple of months. Uh, there's a great Kimberley Overland, a 13-day Western Australia. has got a couple of vacancies on it, and it includes, obviously, Pernalulu, the Bungles, uh, Fitzroy Crossing, Geeky Gorge, Broome, Cape Lebec, Winjana Gorge, Mount Barnett Cattle Station and El Questro, Kununurra, Lake Argyle, so great itinerary. Um, and there's another one just from Broome to the Bungles. That's just a one-way trip. Uh, there's another one doing Broome up to Beagle Bay, Cape Lebec, Signet Bay. And then there's another round trip, Wild Kimberley Overland, a 12-day, very similar to the 13-day. We have got last-minute vacancies on those. There's another really interesting one as well. It's a 13-day wilderness adventure. Now, this isn't till May through May through to September next year, so we're looking ahead. And from Darwin, you go fly across to Seven Spirit Bay. We stayed there many years ago. And it's still very special in my mind on that Coburg Peninsula. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, you go then down into Mount Borrowdale, which is, has some wonderful rock art there, some of the best apparently. Um, you go to Barramundi Lodge, Murwangi Safari Camp, and you end up um, in Nullumbi and Gove, and that's a 13-day wilderness adventure. So we've got lots of interesting itineraries. Now, this is hoping that by next year that we do have our cruise ships coming back into the country. So this could change, but I'm just throwing it in there in the hope that we do start opening up. This is a Southern Australia rail and sail from Sydney with Cunard Line. So you're having actually four days, three nights on the Indian Pacific and you have your off-train experiences, of course. You get uh, two nights accommodation in Fremantle with breakfast and then you do an eight-night voyage on the Queen Elizabeth from Fremantle to Sydney. Now, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? So you're just at sea for a while before you head to Adelaide on to Melbourne and then back in here. So hopefully that will happen. Um, They've got savings on that if you book by 
30 June, and it's um, November next year. So we're looking a fair way ahead. Mm. Um, there is another one, and they call it I Love a Sunburnt Country. They're trying to incorporate all those parts of Australia that Dorothea McKellar wrote about so perfectly. So it's dedicated to all those who love our beautiful country. This is a 15-night luxury expedition, cruise, iconic rail and stay. Now, this is April next year. And you're departing from Darwin on a three-night GAN expedition, of course, and with your off-road again. Um, and then you end up, of course, in Adelaide. So you have a night in Darwin to start with. You have your three-night GAN. You get to Adelaide and you have accommodation there. Then you actually go on to Melbourne and have two nights in Melbourne. And then you embark on the wonderful um, Silver Shadow, which is a beautiful vessel with Silver Sea. And you're doing a cruise from Melbourne to Cairns. So that's lovely calling in at many ports of call all the way up the coast so that's another very interesting itinerary april next year 15 nights and you're staying uh, on the on the way from melbourne you go to edam Malulabar, brisbane early beach before you get off in cairns so that's interesting and lastly but not really leastly the solar i'm uh, not solar the antarctic eclipse is happening this year and it only will happen again in the antarctic area in about another 400 years. It is the sun, a, a complete eclipse of the, the sun. sun. Yes. A total eclipse. Total wow. eclipse. 400 years. Yes. So it's they're doing a, this is a one-off. I mean, obviously there are cruises out of um, South America, but we can't do that at the moment. So this is just a, a day flight, like they've done the others, you know, to do the Southern Lights and so on, and the New Year's Eve, Antarctic, etc. So this is an eclipse flight on the fourth of December. So this is your once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't think you're going to be around again in 400 years, unless in some other shape or form. But um, yeah, so if you're interested, I would get in very quickly for that. If you're interested because I'm sure it will book out very quickly and that's on the beautiful Qantas Dreamliner aircraft. So, yeah. Oh, pretty fantastic. Plenty to do. So there is plenty to do. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. To NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.